On tonight's episode we're going to look back to the game against the Bees on Saturday and discuss our current form. We're going to look forward to the next three games after the international break and then we've got some additional news from the club. We're going to have a talk about international call-ups, a special mention to Reese James, little quiz and then anything else that comes our way. I'm Simon and this is the Progress with Unity podcast. That was a lovely introduction there, Simon. Uh, well done. Yeah, um, you do say so yourself. Yes, yeah. Adam, how are we doing? Very well, thank you, yeah. Good, good. Uh, Barry? Yeah, very well, thanks. Two yeah. weeks in a row now. Yeah, I'm uh, a permanent member. I'm coming back after my me, me fitness issues. So. Yeah, we were looking at other options. Um, we had we had lined some people we up. We didn't have anyone with that level of experience. That's what it came down to. We had held interviews. Um, but yeah, glad to have you back. I'm player manager, so I don't, <laughs> don't think there's any choice. Any <laughs> there was a coup. You'd lost the dressing room. <laughs> we had to uh, drop Adam after a fight in the canteen. Yes, yeah, Adam's uh, serving... Um, Adam and Thorpe. Yeah, they, they had a clash. <laughs> Instead of sending one of them home, we've left both of them at home tonight, um, and they'll be back next week after they've had a bit of a simmering down. I think Adam's got a scratch on his face. He does, yeah. Um, and Adam, as the senior member, you had a... You, you tried to intervene, Yeah, you? I was a me- mediator. My legal background, I tried to mediate, but those people yeah. just can't do it. So they dropped from the squad tonight, uh, but they'll be back in the squad to face the podcast next week. Hey, <coughs> we are a topical podcast. Yeah. We dealt with that one quite well. Now then, should we get down to the uh, the bare bones of... Um, Can we keep talking about discipline instead? <laughs> well, the bees um, made their way up to Wigan on uh, Saturday. Um, you might have heard and seen Adam was on the uh, Besotted podcast last week. It was doing the rounds quite a lot. We kept getting tagged and stuff and people were writing comments like, it's nice to hear you, so we were replying, yep, thank you very much. Um, but the game, anyway, I'm trying to procrastinate, but we'll get through it, eh? Possession. The Latics were only just outdone on possession. Um, by 7%. There's just a 7% s- uh, swing. Attempts, pretty even, 5-7. to seven. On target, this is where it tells. We had one on target to Brentford's five. Corners, 2-1 in favour of Brentford. Fouls, pretty even, 16-17. Yellow cards, 3-2. Um, the Latics and one to Brentford. Red cards, one apiece. And the goals, Wigan Athletic, nil. Brentford, three. Attendance of 9,260. Brentford didn't bring many. <sighs> Let's dissect it. Mm. Well, they got off to the best possible start, didn't they? I thought they looked quite sprightly coming. Like the blocks off the kick-off. They, they looked good, didn't they? They did look good. Uh, uh, I missed the first ten minutes. Yeah. Epic. But the, the goal, Adam, it was, uh, it was a bit of a shocker to concede, actually. Uh, I mean, we know we didn't pick him up, didn't we? We're not here to point fingers at yeah. people, but Lewis McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just, uh, he just wouldn't have passed him. It's like the Red Sea, it's like the Sea of Parted, hasn't it? And he was... Uh, it was a space, He fell asleep, didn't he? He seemed yeah. he just fell asleep. I don't know whether he hadn't woken up at that stage, but... I've, I've obviously seen it. I mean, he's a good. Well, Marshall did a good shot when it was pretty point blank, and blank 
And then it came back out and they, they put yeah. it on. And it's a silly goal to concede from, really. We, sh- we shouldn't have been conceding that. Um, that was it. We're on a back foot then, weren't we? Yeah, we, uh, we really weren't at the races, were we, on Saturday. It's um, quite a frustrating game. Um, and I think that told with how the, um, the second half panned out, really. Um, we'll come into some uh, individual incidents a bit later on. A couple of players want to talk about. But um, Brentford as a whole looked a very good outfit I thought they were excellent yeah look, looking how they play is how I'd like to see us play if I'm being mm. honest sharp passing loads of movement um, and, and fast attacking as well yeah. I thought they were right, excellent the guy up front is always a handful isn't Watkins. Watkins. Watkins but interesting with him look at he, he started off life uh, he's been about three or four years he was a wide player uh, he did well last season but the first couple of seasons not that much from him really and, and, and he's died developed so I'm well I thought they'd have suffered losing Morpai as well because he was a great player wasn't he for um, and he's obviously doing it in the Premier League now and I thought they'd suffer but they always seem to have someone else waiting there was the other one they got rid of uh, Hogan was it? Oh, it was Scott Hogan yeah. Hogan he, he was a quality Hogan. player yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know they, they, they always seem to have good somebody else aren't they? I mean, didn't they, were they one of the first clubs who brought that, yeah. Yeah, that new recruitment? Which we've adopted now, haven't we? Yeah. Or something similar. So, you know, obviously Brentford got the second, um, and the floodgates opened then, but not goal-wise. Oh, the heads went, didn't they? The heads went, buff, they'd gone. But the stands emptied out. Yeah. Um, there was some unrest in the stands, you know, mumblings and murmurs wasn't there it was shocking I mean you can't say anything other than the fact it was a it was a shocker display but one or possibly two players yeah. for us we'll come, we'll come into yeah. that in, in a moment but it was shocking it was, I mean I, I, in, in thinking about all games the last one I remember that that was that bad and you had that feeling I mean I didn't leave but it was a, it was horrible weather and I thought about leaving was the Charlton Charl- I don't know if you remember Charlton I think it was under Mackay and we lost three now Yep. Mm. Horrible, horrible, miserable Friday night, I think it was, and just, just, not, we offered nothing at all no. in the game, and that was the first time in a while, even those three nils last season, we had little spells even in them that we, but this game, definitely the worst under Cook, certainly at home. Well, it's then, as bad as it's been. In, and then it, it, it's compounded with a third goes in, isn't it, and the ground pretty much empty, didn't yeah. it? Um, but what pressure was, on the player with the ball. What was left of the the crowd yeah. at that stage empty. Um, so you know that, that speaks volumes, doesn't it? Because we've watched dire stuff over the years. I was I was at Tottenham. We got beat nine one. Canby Island. You don't leave, do you? Uh, you oh, no, I never leave. You stick behind your team, uh, no matter what. Uh, well, but it most of the sneaking out of Blackburn, Simon. Last year. The only reason you saw me sneaking out of Blackburn is because you were stood next to me walking out. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's another game that we're allowed to uh, say what's away from. Um, let's go to a few players. Joe Williams. Heads and shoulders Superb. this year, isn't yeah, it? I mean, Superb. It wouldn't surprise me if somebody came in in January for him. He's been that good. I don't know if, uh, if you, you... I'm not... This isn't being, this isn't being a self-publicist, but last week on the Brentford podcast, they did say they had a really good look at him. Brentford team, the recruitment team. It just didn't, didn't progress for one reason or another. It maybe could have been... Location possibly, yeah, possibly. Maybe yeah. he was, um, you know, he's a lo- localish lad, isn't it? But to me, that's a good sign if we're picking up players who are on their radar because their recruitment is excellent. Yeah, 
Uh, the other one, interestingly, who they also looked at, but not to that level, was was Law. So you know, I've got you. They're promising him, but Joe Williams again. I mean, we've stopped doing the man of the match because should we just give him player of the season? We've got we've got yeah, a clear winner. He's as clear, he's, he's as clear at this stage probably as Reese was last stage. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with um, that. And so it's a bit unfair on everyone else just to keep. The only thing missing from his game is the goal, isn't it? Yeah, but that's it. I'd say, do we need that? But we do. We probably need goals from <laughs> I think he's a Bullardy type player. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and Bullard wasn't prolific either, no. was he? But he scored a few for us, didn't he? He's, 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 more, he's Bullard, but with a bit of Kavanagh in him. You know, that he, he's, yeah. he's got that fierce nature inside of him. He's got, he's got the art of Bullard, perhaps not the, the Joker side of him. No. But he's definitely, definitely got the heart. Maybe the head of Cav. Or yeah. Catamol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind that bit of it on the edge a bit. No, as long as it's, uh, it's, it's temp- we, we can't be afford to be losing him because I thought when he reacted at the end. Well, that's what we should come into then when Joffy um, <coughs> the clash with Kiefer Moore. It's, uh, yeah, so it's it coming down, isn't it? Yeah. That, uh, well, I had no idea what had happened. I went Barry to see if he had a better view. I was just going off what I've been told somebody's watched it. Uh, they got it all wrong as well. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it was it was hard to see even from my vantage yeah. point. Um, it was it was difficult to see. Um, so what started the Williams incident? I couldn't see the what backstory to that. Tra- I've heard trampling on. Um, no, he just Joffrey had all things he did really. It was uh, frustration, mother. Yeah, was. definitely frustration. I mean, keep him or clean him out, didn't it? Yeah. And, and I think they felt that uh, that player, I don't know who it was, had nudged uh, Geldart into him. Yeah, that's caused that. But yeah, again, he would. He did deliberately set out to to, uh-huh. to do that, did he? So um, I think with you, a lot of frustration going on, and he's, he's come to a head. He wins his eyes on his sleeve, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, because if he, if the referee had seen it fit to to red card him, he's four matches. Yeah, he's already been sent off. So yeah. can we afford to lose him for what no. we're going into a crucial period? No, of especially season? with uh, Sammy Marse not too far off as well. I guess. Yeah, well, he's on seven at the moment, yeah. isn't he? So we need to, him to get to that reset period. Yeah. Now, speaking of sending offs, Cedric. Cedric, oh, yeah. Dear. Deserved. Can you no well, any arguments? Two boutins. Yeah, yeah, but there should have been one for them, I think, as well on the uh, on your side. He just booked someone going down the wing. I think it might have been on Sterling or Law, possibly. Yeah. And then I'm sure he repeated it, and he he walked over, and then I think he realised that he was the player. That yeah, he, I know you mean. Yeah. He just bought, but it wasn't as clear as Kipper's. But I think in the letter of the law, he, he somebody was actually enough. shouted, "You bottleless get Campbell!" When that happened, Campbell. Yeah, oh, you know the rugby commentary. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we won't complete the entire. That was uh, that was shouted. Yeah. Um, Andy Davis. Let's speak about the officials actually on Saturday. The, the line in front of, in front of me in the west, awful, awful both ways as well. It's not like I'm just saying it's awful for Wigan. What's everyone's thoughts on the standard of refereeing this season? Oh, it's not very good, is it? It's not very good. I don't think... I'm not noticed that it, it was any worse than last season. I just think it's been poor at this level yeah. and below for a yeah. long, long time. Yeah. But what does it need to do to improve? Do we need the addition of VAR? Well, no. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> they, they just need a, a better calibre of referee coming through. But these, these are full-time referees I know now. they are, but, but the calibre's are not Are they all the full-times that we're getting? Yeah, yeah. 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 The uh, slight, slight group, group, too. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so they're lacking apprenticeship for, for the Andy, right. Andy Davis has been refereeing the Premier League. He's refereed the Premier League this well, he's season. he's not doing now, is he? He'll not do again. No. So let, let's bring everything to a head with uh, Brentford. One thing I, I think our downfall, and we were already goal behind, but one of our downfalls was we went from 4 1 2 3 to 4 2 1 3, and that's Williams and Morty swapping places with McLeod. And I think when that happened, when McLeod became the further forward man, we didn't look as good as we did in that opening period. What's everyone else's thoughts? I think we were probably comparing it to a relatively low benchmark, so I could probably see what you mean to a certain extent. But I, I don't think I don't think you could say either of them was was positive. Maybe one was least least worse. <laughs> but but I don't know really what I mean. I don't know where it came from. I mean, that that's one interesting thing to debate is where that performance came from because we haven't really given a sniff of a performance like that at home for for, for months. And I, th- I didn't think we were very good against Barnsley. I must admit, I thought Barnsley against us they were the better team. And if anyone was going to win that game, I thought it was going to be Barnsley. Um, but we did, at least we had a bit of ball in that game. Yeah, we did. Yeah. What What was your analogy, Barry, when we spoke on the phone on Saturday about the last? three games prior to Brentford well I was wondering whether um, the Brentford game uh, was a blip or whether the three previous other performances had been quite good was a false dawn so we, we thought they, they stepped the game up over and above what they're capable of as teams do they raise the game but it was a false dawn and this is more like what we are I don't know which I, I added a fourth to that as well with the Forest one would you have that one in as well for it Forest, Derby, Bristol, we played, we played well against Forest, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did play well against, against Forest, but um, I thought we played better against the other three. And we were at home against Forest as well. I mean, we've been playing at, yeah. well at Bristol home. City were awesome, I thought. thought yeah, really well. It's a very competitive league, yeah. very, very good yeah. teams in there. But uh, Derby, it's unforgiving. <laughs> Derby, we should, have, we should have been two goals up and out to start, really, at two up. Yeah. Bristol City, we should have been two goals clear. And, and, and one um, Swansea at home we two, were the, they had two shots two goals yeah um, but the bottom you, 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 we deserve to win the Forest game I think just about even yeah, though we didn't. Yeah, and yeah. I'm saying that if you put four to get four performances together it's, it's I, I, I'd like to I mean obviously I'm trying to be positive I'd like to see that this was just an awful day at the office get it out of the way and it's not necessarily something that it reflects us and, and those other games were just I don't know what, what was you try, what was you saying about those three or four games that you would say that, that did it offer us like a false dawn where we, we look like we could put this sort of run together and, and get I mean they always say the side of a good side is playing rubbish and winning and winning uh, the side of a poor side is playing well and yeah, getting nothing absolutely, from the game yeah. well, that, and then look at our current form since we beat Charlton on 21st September we've played 8 won 2 drawn 1 lost 5 scored 4 conceded 11 7 points from 24 oh, yeah. is that reflecting social media and what people are saying Adam you've, you've spoken to a few people on social media uh, putting points across haven't you what's, what's your take on it all yeah well I mean Obviously, there's a few things to look at. First of all, <clears throat> so there's the form. The form clearly isn't good enough at the moment, but yet it's still just about keeping us above water out of the relegation zone. Um, performances, see, I take the, the take for me is the fact that 
looking at it from the positive perspective, is that we've played well in four of our last five games. So that that for me, and deserving of, of points in, in those particular games. What I'm responding to really is not about the points total is not good enough, obviously. Um, the away form clearly is still not good enough, even though we've had two two good performances. But I, some people are saying that he's, he's that, that Paul Cook isn't cut out for it because there's a couple of things. One, he's tactically naive. Two, he's lost the dressing room. Well, I can't see evidence of that. He made he made a, a change to the formation after the Forest game uh, and brought Morsi back in. He could have easily left Morsi on the bench because McLeod had played well, but he decided he wanted to get the three midfielders in, dominate that midfield and get our wide players in the game more, which we did. So I think that, that that's a, a subtle but was a tactical change that worked for the better in ter- terms of performance. And I, I just do not, I, I, I do not accept this point about the players are not buying in, he's lost the dressing room. I just don't I don't buy into that at all. To me it looks it looks it looks okay in that respect. Barry? Well, I, I agree to a certain extent there. I don't I mean I, it's, it, people band that around all the time like oh such a way he's lost the dressing room, he's lost the dressing room but um, You could probably see you could probably see it under and, and it's been it's been revealed since, hasn't it, that under Mackay the problem yeah. there is that you have a very mixed dressing room and some people say, well, I used to like that old manager. And, and, and after two games that they don't win, they just fall out with a new manager. But we, we've kind of got a bit of a... They're pretty much it's Cook's team, isn't it? But, yeah, and even so, it doesn't matter because on a Saturday, you're going on the pitch and they're playing to win a football game and they'll do what they've been instructed to do because that's the job. Yeah. And that's the professionals and that's why they're getting the team the week after because they've been they're performing the way he wants them to perform. Um, it's difficult. I, I find it's it, everybody says it's a re- results-based business, and it is a results-based business. I'm looking ahead to who we've got coming up. I, well, we're going to look at the three games, aren't we? The next two are away from home, which the way the last year's gone is is a frightening p- prospect for for that reason alone. The, the the big topic out on social media is still, and it's been rumbling on since probably. First day of the season, cook in, cook out. No longer, longer really. Yeah. This, this this was going in uh, from January last season, pretty much through. I know. I think you've you've made your views clear, haven't you? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm absolutely cooking, I, I'm, I'm, and yeah, and I'd respect other people's opinions as well. That's the thing. I am respectful, and I do understand the points they're making. I th- I, I, to be honest with you, I don't think it matters what any of us think or say because it's up to the it's up to Darren Royal. I think we can just call him Darren. Darren. He's a friend. Yeah, yeah. It's up to Dazza. <laughs> uh, and he'll make the decision, and no matter what we think. Um, well, is that not what the po- podcast is for? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I was coming to that, but I forgot what I was going to say now. Uh, it's quite. I, I, I think if he was going to go, no, it'd have gone. Yep. It'd have gone already. So he's, he, he's going to be here for the, for the next two yeah. weeks. The, the only one that fly kind of the odd one with that was why Stoke left there so late. Yeah. And unless they were doing some behind the scenes working out whether, whether they, they could get they could yeah. get what's Neil from, from yeah from Preston. Um, oh, I think it went Neil from Cardiff. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So, so my my on that one is um, 
it's very worrying the state that we're in at the moment. I find it very worrying. You see, the amount of turning around, you don't know. I don't know. I know uh, Adam mentioned the fact that uh, Johnson at Bristol City was uh, struggled initially and then turned it around. Alex Neal. At Bristol City. No, that's Neil as well at Preston last season. They wanted him out. Yeah, but uh, with with Kevin Johnson, is it Kev- Lee Johnson? Sorry, with Lee Johnson, um, he took over from Steve, um, and that's when they were struggling. And he had a he had a poor side there, uh, and he gave until the end of the season. Oh, yeah. The season after, he got on playing quite well, um, so he did he did push him on, and Paul Cook's. Uh, Paul Cook's objective this season has been to improve on last year and to show progress and I don't think we're doing that at the moment very difficult isn't it you, yeah, know. you don't have to give it you don't have to give an answer I mean I mean uh, I, I think it's brilliant what he's done for us and I like him I do like him uh, he's very positive when you speak to him yep um, yeah what about you Sam? I, I, I'm, I'm in St Campus Barry Um Pretty much. I, the, the, the question you got to ask for yourself as well, and I've, I've probably said this a few times down the pod, who do you get in? Yeah. Who do you take in? It's a gamble, isn't it? It's always a gamble. Yeah. It's a gamble keeping him. Yeah. Whichever way you look at it, it's a gamble. Um, I, think the, I think if we don't improve uh, drastically, I think he will go. Yeah. I, I, what I would say is, if we have, in these next two games that you stipulated Stoke and Millwall aware if the level of performance is as it is against Brentford and we lose the two games then for me that is then showing us a bit of a consistent because for me put three together and, and we're not talking I'm not talking level like Sheffield Wednesday where you know we weren't great but we weren't that bad mm-hmm. if we put three like that in that, that stinks of a team that's an end of season team a bit like a uh, under Mackay's last days or the Joyce last days, where there's there's that smell of relegation because it's just that it's so consistent, isn't it? Through the <coughs> and, 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 and you know I'm not one of those. And even then, I would say let's move on. But I think some of the stick that he gets is very, in my view, I think is that that's where I think it goes too far. Yeah. Like being c- clueless. Yeah. Leave one manager at best. And also, I don't understand this about saying that. Um, his article in the newspaper he's, people are saying that's made them turn I don't think he's been overly critical I think he's just I think it's the words he used though is it that some supporters because the, the comments I've seen have, it said some supporters expect us to be steamrolling teams Yeah. but the people who's responded to that uh, uh, are people who's not been saying we should be steamrolling yeah. Uh, and they're saying, oh, hang on a minute, we expect a better level of performance than what Bristol... He's under pressure, obviously he's under yeah. pressure, and that's why he said it. But he's not, he's not I mean, we've, we've seen over the years with football where, where managers have really, you know, they've, they've, we've even had managers, haven't we, where we've had more vocal disagreements with fans, haven't we? And it's certain, oh, Paul Jewell, yeah. for example. Yeah, and then, you know, we've had altercations, and you can see that at lots, lots of different levels, but he's not been... He, he might have got a slight interpretation if you wrong. and I think there was something last year as well about one of the press conferences was it before the Bolton gets it was a bit frosty uh, but yeah. you know end of the day you know there's certainly worst thing which I, I, shouldn't, I don't think you should be basing your decision just on just on that if that no, sort of no. tips you over the edge 
So talking uh, about the upcoming games, we've got Stoke away. Then on Tuesday night we're going to visit the Lions Den at Millwall before playing Reading at home to finish the month. That away game at Millwall seems like a permanent fixture on a Tuesday night, doesn't it? Yeah. With the all being back, which we don't have now. We have it being back courtesy of Sky on the red button. Yeah, all that is TV. Oh, dodgy link on the old uh, computers. You're going to have to leave that one in, aren't you? Yep. Which some people do. I don't know why they do it. Well, on get Sky. Sky is on Sky. Yeah. Oh, well, as long as we red button doesn't turn to Formula One after 75 minutes. <laughs> yeah. At least no Formula One out. So, next three games. What's the old one? Ready. Ready no. last, last day of. Uh, Who just got a uh, thing has been. Uh, Bowen. Yeah, it might Bowen X Latics, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, is Jimmy's dad? Oh, Jimmy's dead. Okay. That took a turn. Right then, so the next three games, Adam, what are we getting out of it? I think the Stoke one's come at a terrible time for us because. BFH. As usual. Us for us for all, yeah. I think. Boring for people, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's. We just seem to fall into fixtures where they've just got the new manager, and I, I actually don't think long term he'll do a great job there. I think he might do a Coleman. Where he's been so much in, in international football, but you get a bounce. I think Coleman even got a bounce at, uh, at uh, Sunderland, two or three games, and we're going to be in the middle of that one. So I think, oh, I'd, you know, I'm always positive, but I'd definitely be very happy with a point at Stoke. Millwall, I think it's a game we have to target. I think they're a poor side, they're not improved. Um, obviously, they've gone. they've gone. Made a big investment in the manager. Um, Surprising, wasn't it, Gary Rowett? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's, he's one of those who you, you, everybody seems to think, he gets linked with everything. Yeah. But to me, he always seems to fall out with the chairman, and it's it's always the chairman's fault, but is it ever going to be his fault? Yeah. So I don't know about him. But anyway, onto the. He's not obviously had time to uh, to make any signings, and I, I don't really know <coughs> Millwall, so that's one for me that we have to target. And hopefully Reading will be on a bit of a, by that point, we're mm -hmm. three weeks ahead now. And our home form, we've still got to take Brentford out of that. You know, our home form has been very, very good again this season. So let's push you for a number out of those three. How many points from nine? Um, I'm going to go a bit more cautious and say... Four, but I think... I'd, li I'd like to say seven, but I'll go four. Barry? Um, well, it's difficult to say. So, Reddy's got a new manager, so they've experienced yeah. a little bit of a bounce. Um, I'm just hoping that's ended by then. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think Reading are too bad a side, and they've got a couple of players back from long term injury as well, and they've started to perform. I, I think it's going to be difficult. I think I'd love us to get four or, or five points, but I think we'll end up with two. I'm, I'm again. <coughs> I'd love to get six. No, I'd love to get nine, really. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think realistically, realistically, six is probably better of an option. But um, I think we're a show. Yeah. Um, but we don't know how they're going to come back after the international break, do we? Well, that's one thing I'd say. We we undercook. After stinkers, we have reacted, haven't yeah, we? Well, yeah. Well, let's all. That, that's what happened here. I think we'll knock off a lot more. <coughs> We'll probably have a better idea of predicting um, 
Millwall, although we won't be able to predict Millwall because it will be come before the next one. But we'd, we would have had a better idea, I think, after we, we turned back out against Stoke to mm. see where we're at. Because even losing that game, as long as if we can put a performance in, it at least shows we've got a reaction to it. If yeah. we put that same level of performance in that we did against Brentford, they have got far, they've got they've got attacking players who can really, if they click in, they can do us. And just see uh, Stoke away, Nick Pole coming off the bench on 80 minutes and bagging, yeah, bagging the, <laughs> the winner. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> then injured after 81. Well. I, I've got to uh, give a, a shout out to Graham Foster who listens to the uh, podcast and he's asked me to stop predicting results because I predicted a three 0 win. Um, on uh, on Saturday, and obviously it was the, the wrong way around. So he's asked if I can stop predicting results. Well, there's no game this weekend. So no, so Graham, you're safe this weekend. I'm going to back that um, England. England for Montenegro now. Yeah, we'll go for four 0 England. All right. Bit from the club. Bit of news. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the under 18s won five one away on Saturday at, against Bolton. Uh, seven straight wins and six point clears at the top of their league. Uh, the under-23s played on Monday night. I, th- I was in attendance. Um, somebody was tweeting on our behalf because said uh, Alfie Devine scored and it was Ollie Crankshaw. Don't know who was tweeting, but anyway. Uh, so anyway, the Latics played um, Huddersfield in the Premier League Cup. A one-all draw. Um, Alfie Devine made his first start. He only turned 15 in August. Looked, uh, uh, looked decent uh, out who, there. Where did he play? Played in midfield. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I was. Um, I only got there bang and kick off. So I'm like trying to scratch around with the team sheet, trying to work out what's what. But it was a bit warmer this time. Um, good game. Latics is, did definitely deserve to win that one. Um, Obi played in defence. I know we t- me and Will Jones had a conversation about him pre-season because he was worried about uh, not having enough players in. Mm-hmm. Looked solid. He played a lot of uh, pre-season games. That's I saw him at Fylde. It looked alright, and I can't remember which other games. He's right now, play uh, the Wolves lad. He seems to have gone, disappeared up. And a Bakari, no, no. I think he's got an injury. Yeah, um, Divin, uh, Benning me, he came on. Still no sign of our uh, infamous left, uh, our left back, Tom. Tom Tom Pierce. No, but Luke Robinson, superb. Absolutely, free kicks as well, brilliant. Robinson, left back. Yeah, yeah, Luke Robinson. Mm. Luke Robinson. Yeah. Luke, Luke Robinson. Yeah. Uh, the under-18s drew 5-0 with Accrington on Tuesday. And won 5-4 on penalties. They were 2-0 down at half-time. And then made it back, uh, went ahead 3-2 within 13 second-half minutes. The Ake, uh, Ake keeper scored a stoppage time uh, equaliser to make it 5-0. Yeah. Sam Tickle was the hero in goal to save Aki's last yeah, I'll one, man who one man wouldn't have been happy there about it for the defending Carragher oh, with, no. with, his, with his son playing did he no. play? played yeah 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 played yeah have you, oh, you, want to see, have you seen him yet in any of the games? no no I, I don't I, I, I stick with the 23's um, just more for and in fact the 23's are playing it's, it's um, a week on Monday at home against the Leeds Mm. Uh, the yeah, apparently they're going to be bringing 25,000 yeah, yeah. well, um, I'll say it's very there's a community trust memorabilia sale at the Montrose Skills Hub I thought we were keeping it quiet so there's just been a <laughs> postcode for all those wanting to go it's Whiskey November 5 9 X-Ray November that's on Thursday the 21st of November at 6pm start in aid of the trust I think everything starts at a fiver so like the the lowest price thing I think is a five. Don't quote me on that. 
Um, so because it all goes back to the community trust, and yeah. obviously you're, you you do a bit with the community trust. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, just to let people know, I, I got out one of those sub courts last year. I think the retail is about ninety quid, and I paid five pound for it. Brand new, still in the wrapper. Yeah, I it's bought. Like we're in a quilt. I bought my dad a subs coat this year, and it has cost Ooh, me that. Get me yeah. Christmas presents there. There you could. Yeah. Um, we've got five internationals on duty. Kiefer Moore uh, with Wales. Um, oh, well. Mulgrew with Scotland for European qualifiers. I thought he pulled out. I thought he was injured, Mulgrew. Charlie. Uh, this is just um, information that I've been provided by the content manager at Wigan Athletic. I thought he pulled out. Um, so we'll get, into, we'll get see if the club can um, tweet something on that yeah. on our, when we share the podcast. Uh, Scott Smith is he's part of the Wales under, 20, under 19 European qualifiers. Is that a. Uh, Call up yeah, it is. Yeah, Jensen Weir, the under 18s friendly in Spain. There's uh, yeah. a few games there, and then uh, Anthony Robinson is representing the USA under 23s in a tournament in Spain. And the oh. Marshalls with Scotland and not Charlie. Yeah, That's I what, think that might be a, a, a tackle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we'll, we'll get it verified by it. Exactly the same as you, Barry. Then. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he'll be smiling to himself, the person who provides this information yeah. in his yeah. car on his way home or to work. Um, Last thing, the Poppy Shirt Auction has raised more than £2,300 for the British Legion, uh, the Royal British Legion, and we also offered, well we didn't, the club offered Poppy Printing on shirts at the weekend with £10 for £10, and every tenner spent went to charity. Fantastic. Brilliant bit of work um, by the club, an impeccable Lee Mart uh, minute silence as well. Prior to kick off, as, as always, and it's nice in the graphics on the screen as well. You know, yeah. added that bit, bit of extra. Um, so that yeah, club, club music again. Just to say about our twenty threes, and you're saying about how young that team was for the twenty threes. That's that's a real positive. Yeah, it and, was. It. And you know, sometimes you think about not. So, obviously, I'm not an advocate of him leaving, but. It's, it's it's not the future's been, bright. It's not been unknown for clubs. Look at Swansea to bring in excellent youth coaches. Yeah, from within the club. I mean, I, I'm thinking outside the box, but I think it's showing the calibre of managers that are available that that would be one of my preferred options. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. I just uh, like to give a big shout out to Anne. Who was at the game on Saturday and is a season ticket holder along with her husband Steve, who wasn't there, he was in India working. Uh, they're from London and they attend about 95% of yeah. the games home and away. Sitting near me. Absolutely fantastic. So, big shout out, Anne, and I hope you're very well. Uh, also, um, I'd like to mention Richard, who sits near me in the S7. Uh, He's a friend of the podcast and he's a season ticket holder and he's from down there in the Midlands and he travels up most games. Um, he's completed a fantastic fundraising effort on behalf of the Calm Charity. He's raised over £410, £112 of which he collected on the day of the Latic Speed Swansea game in and around the S7. So he, he wanted to give a big thank you to everybody who donated to him. Uh, but I'd also say a big well done to Richard because if anybody who listens knows him, it was a sponsored silence and he's so full of beans it must have been very, very difficult to have kept back for so long. Well, well done, Richard. 
the next item we had on the agenda was international call-ups, but I think we've uh, so dealt, with that, that, yeah. we've dealt with that one. So, you ready for quiz time, boys? Oh, yeah. Alright, so this week's quiz. Latics, the top ten. There's actually eleven players in this. Huh? You'll work it out in a minute, it's fine. <sighs> top ten, a uh, hundred plus league matches for Wigan Athletic. Give me like that. So, I'm going to start All from right, the bottom. So. Well, we can't do it that way. 209 appearances from 1988 to 1993. Yeah, I can't do this way. Where are you going to have to? Method. Nope. It'll take too long this time. Just it will. Let's take them off. It will. It will. Right, well, you have to tell me how many appearances you've got then. Colin Method. Okay. 322. Nope. Right, it's automatic. Come on. Uh, Alan Johnson. Colin Method had 296 right. appearances from 79 to 86. Alan Johnson. Alan Johnson. No. Kevin Langley. Kevin Langley, top appearances with 317 from 1981 to 1986. Andy Little. Sir Andrew Little, 217 appearances from 1998 to 2004. Jimmy Ballard. Nope. Roy Tunks. Roy Tunks. 245 appearances from 1981 to 1988. Uh, Paul Sharner. No. He's made over 100. Emerson yeah, Boyce. Top 10. Oh, right. Okay. That's what I was going everyone who was yeah. over 100. Emerson nice. Boyce. Yes. 263 from 2006 to 2015. Nigel Atkins. Six. Nope. I'm thinking of that one from 88 to 93, because that's he's done well to get Colin Greenall? Nope. Too early, too early for a minute. Oh, I didn't mean that Come one. on, boys. <laughs> Come on, boys. Um, Neil Wimmer? Nope. Nathan Ellington? Nope. You've got to think they've Jimmy had... Bullard? They've had 209 plus on uh, league matches. League matches, right. Ian Kilford? Ian Kilford, 216 from nine, 1993 nine to 2002. Roberto Martinez? Nope. No, too low. Uh, David Lowe. Oh, David Lowe, he's, <laughs> joined, he's joined with Colin Methan on 296 from 1983 to 1987 and 96 to 1999. No. Larry Lloyd? No, no, he only no, did no, no. a season and a half with us, didn't he? Neil Wimmer did ages, didn't he? Come yeah. on, we're getting. Come on. Guesses. Yeah. You were slating these lot last week. I were, but I've, I've not gone in the zone with this quiz, if I'm it's being honest. It's hard this one, though, isn't it? Appearance, because you don't think of appearance as much as goals. Well, yeah. Come on. Uh, They're well, all in your ears. Peter Abbotson. Nope. Bainsey. Nope. Ah, Jimmy Bullard. No. Nope. I said him. He's not high enough, Bill. Yeah. Bullard. Unbelievable. Yeah. Three more guesses each. Can we have a year, Ez? No, three more guesses each. 
How long was Neil Roberts at the club for? No, no, uh, no. No, no, that was, I'm talking here. All right, we'll I've got it. one, I've got one, a definite, I'll, I'll, we'll I'll, I'll run naked if it's not confirm. true. Brian Griffiths. Oh dear, he's got to get his kit off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's, Adam, Adam's had one, Barry, come Brian on. Griffiths is not in. Yeah. Not, no, not the top ten. John Butler. John Butler comes second with oh, 302, dirty. 1981 to 1988 in 1995 to 1995. Alan Tankard, Alan Tankard, because goalkeepers your obvious ones. Yeah, Have you had so one that's long enough? Uh, Roy Carroll, Stilley, um, Ali, John no. Brown. No, there's no goalkeepers in now. We've done goalkeepers. Yeah. Come on, have a think. Ah, uh, I've got one. You got injured at Sunderland. Stalwart, Alex Cribbley. Alex Cribbley, any, any more, is there? There's one more. What, what era? Uh, he's, well, he joined us in the 2000s, was part of the pre first Premier League side. Matt Jackson? No. So Adam's out. No, I had one left. Well, one of them was right. Yeah, you can't shut me out for being right. He's a winger. <laughs> oh, he's a Gary winger. Gary Keel? No. Other side. Lee McCulloch! <laughs> Lee McCulloch, 224 oh, appearances. Goals. Yeah. 2001 to 2007. We got there in the end. Lee McCulloch made more appearances than Colin Greenall, it's hard to believe that, isn't it? Yeah. Right then, um, we're going to finish off with. Because some of them were in the Premier League, you see, so it's only 30 odd games. Yeah. yeah. So, so, we're going to finish off with some good news. Rhys James was recognised at the Northwest Champ uh, the Northwest Football Awards and he won the Northwest Championship Player of the Season for his uh, outstanding contribution at Wigan Athletic. It was a good picture so circulating of me and um, Reese when he received his... Uh, cut somebody out of that for yeah. me. I think yeah. I could easily find mine with Reese. You, well. you cut somebody out of that yeah. one as well. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me, see, this, this always happens to me when we have pictures done with people. I, I remember having a picture done with Paul Cook on the couch in his office and I got cropped out of that oh. one. Uh, but yes, congratulations to Reese James. It was a it was a shoo-in, wasn't it, that he was going to win that. Yeah. Uh, it'd have been an outrage if he hadn't um, have won it. Did you see his interview? He said it was the uh, second most important award he's got this year. Yeah, and he, he was he's disappointed that I hadn't presented it uh, to him. Um, so that's, that's that. Have you got any other business? Um, I just thought that we can uh, pick up and Kiki's still here at the end of the season because he's done a sterling job. Yeah. That's that'd, that's, be, that'd be nice, wouldn't that's it? That's what I hope. Um, next week we have um, a different side of Wigan Athletic to have in focus. We've got Ben Foster coming on, who is first team coach for the Latics Ladies. He also plays for Watford. He performed. <laughs> when I saw that on the social media, I thought, "How have you got Ben Foster?" <laughs> yeah, um, some people thought we'd uh, got in the Ben Foster. Uh, oh, we have. We've got, in, we've got in a better Ben, ben Foster. Foster. In fact, both the Fosters have now had a mention tonight because it was his dad who I was speaking to on Monday. Said, "Stop predicting." But yeah, Ben's going to come in. What's um, his name? Graham Foster. Graham Foster. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Do you know Ben Foster plays for Watford? Yeah. You'll never guess what his dad's name is. Not Graham. I've no idea. 
Okay. Um, so yes, next week Ben will be in talking all things Latics Ladies. Um, and we'll and all of that from suspension. Yeah, and we'll be looking forward to the uh, <laughs> trip down to hey, Stoke. We'll no and Millwall. We won't, we won't have lost again. Nope, that's it, that's another positive. Alright, so anything else? I'm just sort of thinking then, flashback down the years. We never look forward to going to either Stoke or Millwall, do we, down no. the years? Yeah, yeah. but although Stoke has given us a couple of our greatest moments. Oh, yeah. The Lee McCulloch goal, 87 minutes. You know, and the Roddy Yeager from a, a Figaro across. Yeah. I was in the home end of that. In fact, we, we, and obviously 3-0 last season. It seems yeah. a long time ago now. It Actually, does. there's no trepidation now we're going down to Stoke, Interest, is Interesting but fact, wasn't it? Wouldn't it be amazing if we got a clean sheet there? The first one away from home since last August. That would be As amazing. the banner said on that day in May when Roddy Yeager scored, believe. So good night from me. I'm, I'm a, a believer. From us. Up the ticks.